0: Hello friends, bienvenidos. My name is Jen, Jen Calotero on social media, your local witchy friend and intuitive guide through the occult. As always, my lovely co-host and partner is David, aka Premier Pulls on social media.
1: Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate all the support we've had so far. Uh, again, my name is David and I am Genesis' co-host. And on today's episode, we are going to be exploring curses. I'm really excited for this topic. So uh, yeah, let's get started
0: share make yourself at
1: home you'll never feel
0: alone thank you everyone for watching our or watching <laughs> listening to our first episode we really appreciate it and hopefully Those that are listening to episode two have been able to listen to episode one because it really explains who we are and why we're talking about this. Um, But yeah, I just wanted to go ahead and start with what is a curse? So essentially, there are many definitions among various cultures, various religions. But one thing that they have in common is that it's usually someone or something wishing ill or trying to manifest ill on a person, and that person is usually innocent. Mm. However, I do have some hot takes on curses. Um, I feel like people feel like it's very easy to get cursed. I don't think just anybody can curse another person. It takes a lot of skill. It takes a lot of energy. You you really have to know what you're doing to curse somebody, Um, I've had a lot of people reach out to me and ask, oh, am I cursed? There's a lot going on in my life. And the most probable explanation is that you need to analyze what's going on around you and take accountability for what's (laughs) going on in your life.
1: basically, like, be responsible for yourself, right?
0: Yes. One time I did a reading on, to be fair, someone that I didn't know. Mm -hmm. um, And they were like, I feel like I'm cursed. And I told them straight up. I was like, I'm not going to take your money because, honestly, I feel like it's very rare to get cursed unless you really piss off someone powerful. (laughs) Like, otherwise something's just going on that could be more easily explained, either like, you know, you did something to yourself, or maybe there are some difficult astrological transits. Um, It could be worked through, but I I can check if you're cursed. And I did, I read the the tarot, and I did not get any indication of a curse. And then they were like, yeah, I I probably did something.
1: Now, you mentioned, I think earlier, about different cultures and 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 different practices so like what are some curse or what are some practices that different cultures do that you're aware of like i'd be really interested to see like like how haitian witchcraft would be different from louisiana witchcraft to curses in mexico like so what do you know as far as that
0: Yeah, I'm not qualified to talk about anything (laughs) voodoo. I'm not trying to get, like, canceled. (laughs) And also, just frankly, talk about something that I don't know. But, yeah, just, like, some of the most basic things that I know is, like, of course, in Latin American culture is, like, el ojo. Someone puts Mm. el ojo. Ojo is evil eye um, or mal de ojo. But, and then just in, I should say, American or, like, modern, this, like, interesting which revival people on like witch talk for example just want to curse people willy-nilly there were some people trying to curse the fucking moon they were like (laughs) let's get together and curse the moon i'm like what are you doing so um
1: well so what would be the purpose of like cursing an inanimate object like what would be the rationale behind that
0: i i don't know why they were cursing the moon she's beautiful (laughs) she's done no wrong i don't know why they wanted to do that but i could see people maybe cursing an inanimate object because they want the person that's gonna like pick it up Mm. to be cursed like through that way it's sort of like a proxy yeah um so
1: I remember one time we went to a crystal shop I don't know if you remember this, but this was over in Denver we were um kind of chatting about inside the the shop itself we were talking about um like different objects and everything and we went to go check out. I think they um they ended up putting salt on our like purchases do you remember that mm-hmm. and then we asked like why they were doing that and then it, i thought it was funny cuz it was essentially like a uh, uh the security locks that you that you see when you leave the store uh but it was a like a spiritual one which i thought was really funny cuz i think the rationale was like we're not going to stop people from stealing if they're going to steal they're going to steal but what we do is we put salt on the item and we uncurse it So their logic was essentially we curse everything in the store and then we uncurse it by putting salt after people pay, which I thought was really funny because it's like, okay, so that's like a spiritual security tag. Um, Like, what do you think about that?
0: absolutely that's just smart business if i had a metaphysical (laughs) shop i'd be doing the same thing because i feel like so so there's economics
1: to it now too
0: yes well with me specifically like i very rarely and at this point would probably say like would never curse someone unless they're fucking with my family or they're messing with my money and i feel like that definitely constitutes one of the two rules right so um good for them for having that (laughs) spiritual security lock i would do the same. thing
1: so you said i would never curse someone but then earlier you said it's a difficult thing to perform do you feel confident in your abilities to curse or is that something that you're just like i would have to like study and hone my skills or where do you stand currently
0: i just feel like it's not worth my energy so i have tried to curse someone once because they very seriously affected my finances and i was like oh hell no you're gonna pay (laughs) and it was a whole thing um it was a lot of ingredients it was a lot of time it was a lot of rage and i was that when i found the weird thing in the freezer no we'll talk about that that's (laughs) that's self-defense i'm gonna call that self-defense no i curses are like you're feeling petty right Mm -hmm. and you Mm want to get even versus that and we can talk about that difference in a minute but um Yeah, I was trying to curse someone because they very seriously affected my finances to where, um, yeah, I thought like we weren't going to be able to like pay our home and stuff like it, it got really bad. But anyway, um, so I was really mad. I was like, I want this person to pay. And I was very close to finishing it. But I think when I was like 75% done and I still had that last 25% to go, I was like, you know what? It's not even worth it. I need to put this energy towards myself and healing myself, protecting myself and manifesting wealth. So instead of focusing on payback, I need to focus on how do I move forward, even though someone hurt me in this way
1: so it's it's the equivalent of like write the email but don't hit send
0: (laughs) (laughs) yes exactly even though i would say like i probably wouldn't do that again because it wasn't even worth the 75 percent of energy that i put into it i will say i do get a lot of people sliding into my dms saying that they want me to curse someone that they're willing to pay me to put a curse on someone and i turn it down I only feel like I would maybe accept something like that if they had a good reason. But the last person that wanted me to curse someone wanted me to curse on the guy that stole their girl. (laughs) And I was like, honestly, that's not a good enough reason. You need to find a better partner in the first place.
1: So I don't believe in curses, right? So I I don't want to make an invitation to say, uh, try to get at me, (laughs) because I think that would be ridiculous.
0: Pull up, Dan. (laughs) (laughs) Pull up. But
1: the thing is... Uh, From a pragmatic stance and a more psychological understanding, to me it sounds like a curse is nothing more than self-fulfilling prophecy, right? If you think, I want to hurt this person and I'm going to put energy into hurting this person, after you commit to that psychologically and you make that commitment... I feel like it's only a matter of time until that anything that person does, whether they trip or maybe they post something on Instagram that said, like, you know, I I broke up with my whatever. I feel like that's self-fulfilling prophecy of you saying, see, it worked. I cursed you. So it sounds like curses have been going on for hundreds of years. But is it really a curse or is it just your ill intention and manifesting really projecting what you want to happen to that person. Um, because what is it when, you know, you, you do the curse, you, you you go through whatever process, and then the person doesn't even know that they're quote-unquote cursed. Like, who who's interacting in that? If you're the only person who's saying, I'm cursing that person, but that person is just living their life fully-nilly, that benefits the cursor? Or how... Does that even give any negative effect to the person being cursed?
0: Well, either that person didn't do the curse correctly or that person has a lot of good protection spells on them. Uh, that That's what I think. But <laughs> I feel like it's more like the former of like, it takes a lot of skill to curse someone. And usually when someone's putting a curse on them, they want like a specific action to happen. So it's not just like they tripped in their f- and they fell. You know, it's like, I want this. Per- so for example, like if someone wanted to get back at someone gossiping, they could say like, whenever they bring me up, I want the people that they're gossiping to, to wake up and realize and be like, ew, you're a disgusting person for gossiping, right? Like there's usually like a specific outcome or like with ojo, a lot of ojo is based around illness. Like I want this person to actually physically get sick so i feel like most people have like an idea of the type of outcome they want or like oh i want this person's life. But how would,
1: so how would the cursor even know that their outcome is happening that's what i'm saying it, it's a whole like stock vibe right like
0: absolutely i'm gonna
1: hurt you and then not only that i need to keep tabs on you to see if my curse is working Well, that person is just walking around living their life. Like shit happens to all of us, right? We could all get sick. We could all lose money. We could, you know, a million things could happen. Um, But I feel it kind of goes, you know, back to that metaphor, right? Like being upset at somebody or cursing somebody is like you taking the venom and expecting them to get hurt, right? So, again, while I don't believe in curses, I feel like all that energy, all that psychological drain, at the end of the day, it's kind of just hurting yourself as a cursor.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that, which is why, like, unless someone does something very serious to me, and at this point, I think I would focus more on, like, healing, but yeah, it's just not worth it. Even, like, for the money, if someone's like, I'm gonna pay you, it's like, I would need a lot of money for it to be, like, <laughs> See, worth the energy. Where
1: it differs with me, because if somebody said, like, I'll pay you X amount of money to curse somebody, I'd say, like, say less, I will... Do whatever you want me to do. I will manifest whatever you think I want to manifest. Um, I think that's a little bit of the difference, right? With your practice, I really don't have any scruples or morals in that. So could I be hurt doing something silly like that, you think?
0: I mean, I feel like you would be okay with it and do it. And then you wouldn't feel the effects. Like Mm. when you're really putting like your soul into something, you feel it drain you. Like when I was doing that and I was mad at the person, I felt it draining me, but I was also so spiteful that that was like my fuel. But then once I ran out of that spite, I was like, what am I doing? I'm just hurting myself. So it's like, I mean, I mean, I just think it would be ineffective. I don't think you'd be hurting anybody, <laughs> including yourself. I feel like you have
1: to put off a lot of our listeners because now they're going to be scared that you are going to curse them. No, like,
0: no. This person holds grudges. No, no. At this point in my life, I if something bad happens to me, I try to spin it and I'm like, okay, how can I heal from this? How can I bounce back from this? Cursing is really just like not my vibe anymore. That was also when I was younger and also people usually don't mess with my wallet so that's like the one of the few times you'll get me enraged like that
1: so you've mentioned kind of what a curse is why people do curses you didn't want to really go into like um cultural curses because you're like i don't i don't feel strong or like confident in, in my knowledge in that but i guess the natural leading question for me is okay curses are established let's say i accept that curses are real How do you protect yourself against a curse?
0: Yeah, I feel like you have to be really in tune with yourself and just noticing like what's going on around you. Um, You have to be aware of the transit. So like, you know, if Mercury retrograde is happening and everything's going to hell, like not just assuming that you've been cursed. Mm -hmm. Also, honestly, the best protection against being cursed is just leading a life where you can sleep like a baby, that you don't have any guilt. Like, are you hurting people? Are you purposely pissing people off? Like, that's the number one curse prevention. It's just but not- then
1: there's always that person who, like, you could be living your best life. But there's the haters out there, right? So let's say you are living your best life. You're you're honest. You're, you're loving. You're giving. But then there's always that one person that's not in your corner who's saying, like, fuck that. I'm coming for you. Okay. If you're a believer, what are some ways that you would protect yourself from that
0: well i would say um daily weekly monthly cleanses are very good however that looks to you whether it's like you know using palo santo or doing like cleansing baths or if you know you know someone that can do like an egg cleanse or if you know how to do it yourself something like so that. weekly
1: egg baths is what you're saying <laughs> Ew.
0: <becoming> an omelet. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not becoming an omelet. No, we don't combine all those things at once. No, no. Um, another thing is if you have, like, my favorite way to go is protection jewelry because okay. it's functional and it's cute so i like to wear things that add to my protection some people like to carry around crystals and like stuff crystals in their bra that's cool i guess but i To, to be clear you have
1: put crystals places i remember i think i was hugging you one time and i was like what is this i reached into your pocket i pulled out a whole ass stone and i was like have rocks in your pants are you aware of that
0: (laughs) yeah I think it's because I didn't have that particular stone in a jewelry piece but I I like it as a necklace I like it as a bracelet I have chubby fingers so I can't do rings or else I think rings would be cool earrings are cool too so that's one way that I like to protect myself as well and then also just you know, whoever's on your spirit team, whether it's you know a friendly spirit, your ancestors, a specific deity, just always. So like li- Mulan. Oh my goodness! <laughs> so get the Mushu in your family. <laughs> if that's what you have in your family, I suppose. Uh, for me, it's a couple of ancestors and then um, Persephone and. Um, Arch- oh,
1: who's who's Persephone? You just name dropped somebody.
0: Yeah, the the goddess. Oh, she's a goddess? Yes. Of? Of a lot of victims of crime or like victims of violence, because I'm not going to go into it too much, but that's like a career path that I've chosen to help uh, people that are victims of violent crimes. And I have also been a survivor of those things. And also Archangel Raphael. So those are the people on my spirit team.
1: And do you pray to them? Do you just kind of keep them in your thoughts? or, Or what's, how do you summon this team?
0: <laughs> yeah, so I can communicate through like tarot readings where oh, okay. I light a c- I light a candle. I don't know if you notice. I also am really private about this, but I guess in the podcast is a good time to finally like bear my soul. But I have a lot of green candles. I always try to buy green candles because at least that's a color for um, Archangel Raphael. Oh, I thought it was like for the money. Yeah, no, no, actually, I do it more for him because oh. I'm really thankful for him. But yeah, Um, I try to just always light a candle to just always give thanks. If I don't have that specific color, then I try to charge it. And I'm mm, like, this is going to be for you. This is just me like giving energy this way and always holding space for you. Um Yeah, I communicate through like the tarot. I ask them to visit me in my dreams. Um You know, I let them know if I need something. I usually... I don't like to ask for things in real life either. You know that, like, yeah. I don't like to ask for things. I like to be very independent. And I'm the same way with, with my spiritual team where it's like, I'm not asking you willy-nilly for stuff. So if I need something, like, please. And they, they've come through. So, That's yeah,
1: That's cool. I, the, the coolest thing, I think, is for protection that I, I see in pop culture, and we talked about it a little bit earlier, is the, is the concept of salt, right? Because... Um, you know, back in the day, salt was, was considered a, a, a hot commodity. So I've, I've kind of been curious, like, how it evolved from, like, salt being the protector. Um, I've personally heard of people putting, like, salt rims around their house or salt rims around their cars or or things that they need to protect. So I always thought that was kind of cool. Um, do you know anything about, like, why salt is such, such a coveted tool for protection?
0: Well salt is used for cleansing i believe that like back in the day before they had like you know like proper sanitation they would salt everything oh, to get yeah. rid of impurities sort of like when you wash berries you know how you add vinegar and salt like for a minute oh, yeah 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 so it kind of derives from that oh and then people so it came
1: from like a pragmatic use mm-hmm. into like Oh, it's kind of working. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Interesting.
0: You know, that's how we clean like our raspberries. Cause if yeah. you just like try to clean them naturally they'll get or how you usually clean like well, an I apple. My fruit, I'll eat it, but Oh my god, you are so gross.
1: <laughs> that's where my Christmas come from. Is, uh, <laughs> <laughs> just raw dog and fruit.
0: Protein. Think about it that way. Spin yeah. it. Protein. Awesome.
1: Well, um, now we're I think we're gonna go into the part of the podcast where we maybe share A personal experience of uh whatever the topic is so today the topic is curses do you have a particular time that i know you talked about cursing but how do you think you've ever been cursed
0: yes i do okay um (laughs) so a very like simple one is just from sixth grade to eighth grade there was something in my house i don't know what it was i have a feeling it was just like a cursed item and it's just like a tormented soul but it would like move things it would scratch me it like would not let me sleep for two years Mm. um and i was just always scared like if i fully go to sleep and i let my guard down this thing is gonna hurt me until like eventually after two years, I was just so sleep deprived that I was like, if you're going to do something, then fucking do it. <laughs> like, I'm tired of this. And then after that, um, I just started ignoring it and leaving it alone. I feel like n- this is not so much for curses, but more like for like... I don't want to say demonic because demonic isn't necessarily like. Oh, it's a that. whole different topic. Yeah, that is a whole different topic. But basically, if you add like, if you just pay attention to it, like that's what it feeds off of is attention. Anyway, I was like, if you're going to do something, then just do it. And then it didn't. Um, but then at the job I had previous to this job, um, my position. Was just straight up cursed. And then we also worked with victims of violent crime. There's a lot of like negative energy and trauma and stuff. And my co worker, who is also a very spiritual, in tune person, said, I am so sorry. I wanted to cleanse your office before you got the position and I haven't. So please be careful. And I didn't really get a chance to cleanse it either. And then all of a sudden, like maybe. A month into the position, I started going blind. Mm. And you remember remember that. Yeah, it was not fun. Yeah, you were with me through this journey. I started going blind um, for like no reason. We didn't know what it was. I had no insurance at the time because it takes 90 days for your insurance to kick in. It was Mm. like a very horrible situation. Um, But instead of trying to figure out like who cursed me. Even though I had a feeling it was just, like, all that negative energy. Um, So,
1: sorry, I I don't mean to cut you off, but I know where you're kind of explaining... We touch pretty heavily on, like, a curse is an intentional thing where one person does whatever spiritual damage to another person. But it kind of sounds like your cases, it may have been more of a, a wrong place, wrong time situation, if I'm not mistaken.
0: I mean... So, like, I, I don't want to get into too many specifics, but like I said, I worked with a lot of victims of violent crime. So if you take, like, all the horrible things that they've been through that their, you know, perpetrators put onto them and then they're in a place of healing where they're letting go, like, unfortunately, all of it is just c- kind of going to culminate there, I feel. And just mm, like, you're this person that is helping them. Escape the things that they're escaping. So you're the one that's like undoing this negative energy. At so least it's
1: kind of like um, secondhand trauma in like mental health or people who are first responders where they might not be the people being affected, but because they're surrounded by it, it takes a toll. So, there's also, like, a spiritual toll is kind of what you're yes, saying. Yes,
0: exactly. There is a spiritual toll. There are things that leach on to you. So, like I said earlier, curses are not only, like, people that want to mm. wish ill on you, but it could also be, like, entities and things. So, I feel like that was just my case. It's, like, I was becoming like a protector and like a pillar for these people and it's like well you gotta take out the stabilization piece right or like the person stabilizing these people and helping Uh, them right um so anyway it got me and um i had horrible pain i was going blind i remember that yeah Yeah. it
1: it was a nasty experience for us
0: yeah so I was so desperate. I was like, I'm going to do an egg cleanse. I don't really do these. Una limpia, as they say, or like a cleanse. And, um... I got my eggs out. I charged them on the altar. That's when you saw them in the bathroom. And you were like, what the hell is going on? I was charging them on my altar because there's a space in our bathroom. We have like a a bigger bathroom. So it's not like... Okay,
1: flex much?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm just just not wanting people to think that my altar is next to the toilet. (laughs) That's not it at all.
1: (laughs) An altar can be a toilet. I've had some experiences.
0: (laughs) No, we have like the toilet completely separated. It's like in in its own little like enclosure. You know, and then we're it's our bath pictures after <laughs> this. <'cause> they're <laughs> of the
1: question in our living situation.
0: Long story short, my altar is not near my toilet. I promise. <laughs> anyway, I charged my eggs and I went outside because uh, I was like, I don't want this stank-ass energy to stay in my house. So I went to my backyard and um, Lucy, my dog, who you might Our hear, dog? Our dog. Why do I keep doing this? Yeah,
1: you keep saying mine. Like, I don't live here. Like, I'm an excess. I'm your kid. <laughs>
0: oh no my ken um you are podcast host that is the ken that you are (laughs) yeah it comes with headphones and microphone (laughs) yeah i think it's just just because like usually when i tell these stories i feel like we haven't talked about it together usually when i talk to people about this and because i really feel like i'm talking to my friends listening right now like that's how i talk so i apologize I i will be better about that but Our daughter, Lucy, who has four legs and is also a pit bull, um, was outside with me and it was really sweet. She kind of got into like this calm, protective position instead of like running around trying to chase lizards like she always does. Um, But yeah, she was very calm. She was just looking at me. And I was doing this cleanse. I also had Palo Santo. I was just like pulling out all the stops Mm -hmm. and just talking to Archangel Raphael at the same time where I was just like, you are the archangel of healing, getting people to the right specialist. Like, I don't know why this is happening to me. I'm just trying to help people. Um, So please, like, heal the healer. That, yeah. that was my ask. And again, I was like in excruciating pain and I was like going blind. And then the next morning I woke up with no pain. Yeah. And I felt no pain the whole like until I recovered. Yeah. I was still going blind, but at least I wasn't in pain. So I was very thankful. And, and I
1: I feel it's my responsibility because I think, you know, that's the riff here, right? It's the point of the podcast. You're, you're the one who explains like the spiritual, but I kind of come at it through more of a of a skeptic skeptics you know i've stuttered on that word every single time so i might need to find a replacement but anyways (laughs) um i feel like it is my responsibility and full disclosure Uh, we did seek medical attention so this wasn't something that was fully resolved by spiritual means uh we actually had a lot of medical Mm follow-up and it was a combination of modern medicine and and i don't discredit you know beliefs and, and positive intention but um you know, for any listener who's out there who might say like, "Oh, like, that's an anecdotal reason for me to like go the spiritual route." I there's to me there's nothing wrong with that, and I also know that there is like scientific basis for you know positive thinking, which I think this is a derivative of for sure. Um, but just want to make it very clear for everybody, we, we you seek medical attention, and 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 we did whatever we had to do as well, and it wasn't a a one fix. That wasn't um, like a medical, correct? Yeah, yeah,
0: no, absolutely. I absolutely went to the hospital. I absolutely got sedated because <laughs> it was not fun. No, I absolutely relied on modern medicine to fix this thing. But um, I was going to say, then shortly after that, we went to Target, mm-hmm. and um, that's right. Yes, we didn't again. I was like two weeks from my insurance, but it was like. I can gamble and wait for my insurance to kick in, or, you know, like, is is my eyesight really, really worth playing with? And we decided it's not. Luckily, Target, it was only like a hundred bucks to do a full eye scan because I was like, maybe they could see what's going on. I don't even know. And it was that the optometrist on duty, she's very talented. Yes, I still see great. her to this day. It was her last day. That was
1: like. That's her. right. She was about to go to maternity leave. Right? Yes, yes, she
0: was. And it's just like, what are the odds that this, like, talented human being, it's her last day and she sees me?
1: To to give a little prefix, though, I think we had done one another appointment with an optometrist and they completely dismissed you, right? Mm -hmm. They said, I don't even remember what they said, but the reason that this was kind of our last shot was because you had already tried to seek medical answers, but they said nothing, correct?
0: Yeah, I actually had already gone to our local hospital five minutes from our house and they said tough luck they didn't even look at my eyes they just stuck me in a room and said Here. you're like i'm going blind they're like okay can
1: we see your knees please
0: pr- pretty much yeah i didn't even get a room i got a hallway yeah. and they were like that'll be forty thousand dollars but uh, it's a separate <laughs> american healthcare system and why it's so expensive. that's what we should be cursing uh, honestly yes um so i already went to the hospital They didn't do anything. Then I went to an optometrist and they were like, You're, they were basically like, You're punking us. No one's vision is this bad. Mm -hmm. And I was like, No, my vision is this bad. They're like, There's no way. And I was just like, Screw you guys. And then we went to Target and then, yeah, this beautiful human being was like, Whoa. Uh, you got to go to the hospital ASAP. Right. ASAP. She was like, don't even go home. Like, mm-hmm. go. But don't go to the hospital you went to. Go to another hospital 40 minutes away. And so we did. And immediately when I got there, I was like, hi, my name is Jen. And my doctor told me I have this and I should be here. And they were like, okay. They didn't even get the rest of my info. They didn't ask my insurance. They immediately took me by the hand and like, let's go back. They're like, by the way, what's your last name? <laughs> like, they, that's how you know it's bad. And then they were like, are you in any pain? And I said no and they're like on a scale of one to ten. I was like zero. I feel no pain at this point. They're like that is weird. You should be in excruciating pain. I was like well I was until last week. When mm-hmm. I didn't tell them why, course, but yeah. I was just like, I was until last week. And then I just, I don't know, I'm no longer in pain. And then they figured out the reason and they fixed it. And I've gone to follow ups and they've been like, You have no permanent damage. Yes. And they were also like, I don't know why this happened to you. It just happened. And luckily, you don't have any permanent damage. So I don't really know. Like, I'm already not seeing one specialist because they're like, There's nothing more to do. Like, you're good. Yeah. So.
1: So, I mean, and then it kind of worked out, and, and I think maybe it sounds like that last-ditch effort of, like, I got nothing left to lose. Let's kind of go for it is, is what ultimately pushed us. But, yeah, now I remember living through that experience, and I, I wasn't completely aware. I think you had mentioned it, but, again, reason for the podcast, right? We've had these side conversations, and, you know, to me, it's not like it goes in one ear and goes out another. Like, I do try to actively listen. Um but I remember you briefly mentioning, you know, the spiritual component of it. And, and until I kind of, um, you know, we're sitting down and actually doing this episode, I don't know if I had the full picture. So um, no, I think that's wonderful. I, I think that that's really cool to, to come full circle on that and, and kind of explore your process and how you go through. So really cool. Really cool.
0: Have you had any experience being cursed? um
1: well, I don't me personally I would say no um I think you what you hit on earlier, like I tried to live my best life and you know tried to do uh wrong by no one, but I don't think i've ever i've ever personally been cursed um The only thing I can kind of remember is when I was about uh I think I was about ten years old and we were living in Mexico and we owned a little sports um kind of store. And I remember one time there was a a lady, she was an older lady who, um, she seemed like she was unhoused, but I I really wasn't sure. And I think she came in and was asking either for money, food, or she was asking for some sort of, um, support. And again, I was tense. I don't remember. And I think at that time, for whatever reason, we, we said no, or we said like, we, we can't provide that right now. And, um, She left the store and was muttering something under her breath, and then I don't remember if it was the next day or the day after, uh, the next day or or like later that day, but I remember my mom going out kind of by um, the entrance, and she saw like a clump of hair, if I'm not mistaken, or like maybe a bone or something, and I just remember seeing it, and I thought it was like, you know non-consequential. I was like, that's just trash out there. But I remember her reaction and and I don't remember the specifics and I might have to ask her, but I think she said something along the lines of like, oh, that lady is like trying to curse us or put a curse on us. And and I always thought it was weird because it was like, that's just like a clump of hair. But I guess between the the muttering under her breath and the like actual physical, whatever she put on, um, that was a quote-unquote curse, but I don't remember any outcome out of that, or uh, I don't remember if my mom or anybody did any, like, protection against it, because she didn't seem concerned, but she's like, oh, she, that lady's just trying to curse, it's like very nonchalantly, so, you know, I, that's kind of the only experience I've had with curses, and beyond that, I, the only curses I know are the Harry Potter ones and so <laughs> that's kinda that's kinda where where I am with that. But yeah. Uh I think those are those are really cool examples of like, you know, what um we talk about, you know, what we talked about during this episode and how it can relate back to our personal life, so um, we have about 10 minutes left on the on the podcast today, and I think we're gonna um, do our questions. So again, we haven't um, received any questions, but Genesis, do you kind of want to tell people how if they want to submit a questions, they can get that to us?
0: Yeah, so uh, we definitely want to start taking listener questions. Um, and just so you know what to ask, the next episode, episode three is going to be about tarot. So please submit your tarot questions ask all your questions. Yep, you can submit it on Spotify on Spotify, it's going to have like a submission feature. Also on Instagram, Um, we're going to give you a shout out if you submit a question. But if you want to remain anonymous, please specify that. And then we won't um, say your username username or your name or anything. But otherwise, we would love to give you a shout out if you're listening to us. But yeah, feel free to go ahead and ask. And then this is a time in the podcast that we are going to answer those questions. Perfect.
1: So since we don't have any questions, and hopefully by the next uh, episode we do, I think we have about uh, nine minutes here to ask each other questions. So um, I do have a question for you in, re- in regard to curses. Um, we've talked about curses, and it's by understanding they have a negative connotation, correct? It's mm-hmm. always negative? Yes. W- so what's, I guess, <laughs> in today's angle, like, what if you want to hype somebody up? Like, what if you want to, like, you know, gas them? Like, what is the opposite of a curse?
0: Yeah, that's really interesting. I would say some sort of like, for a lack of a better word, uh, spell, like a prosperity spell, friendship spell. Just like doing something intentionally to send like good vibes to them. I've done that for us before. Like, Like you and I? Yeah, I've done like a a sweetener if you will uh, not Splenda, right <laughs> <laughs> no we're going full sweet with this no we're not skimping out even though i will say shout out to slenda i for i like slenda we should get a to sponsor our podcast <laughs> absolute staple in our household slenda and oat milk. Yes, the ogs but yeah um i would say just some sort of like yeah it, a spell is not necessarily a negative thing mm-hmm. it could be a positive thing
1: now Okay, kind of follow up and merging both. And this is where I think it, it gets spicy. What are your thoughts or like, what category would it fall under if you have somebody and you want the other person to fall in love with you? What Aww. is that? Now, with that said, and this is going to get a little graphic. So if you need to pause, like this is the time. You know, in our culture, Mexican culture, there's the belief that some women to have uh, a relationship with, with with a person. They'll do the underwear water, which you've heard of, correct?
0: Yeah, so that's basically like when someone takes their panties or boxers you undergarments know, undergarments, and brews a tea out of them and uh, serves the tea to that person unknowingly and they drink it. And that's supposed to like make, make them, them fall, fall in love.
1: love. So, so, so where do those type of things go? Because you're not cursing, them, right? You're not wanting to cause them no harm. And you're not trying to gas them or or do something nice for them. It's a self-serving thing. So, like, where does that fall on the spectrum?
0: I think that's super unethical and also... And unhygienic. And unhygienic. And also, like, why would you want to be with someone that doesn't want to be with you? Mm. Like, you deserve to be loved completely and authentically, flaws and all. And if someone can't see that, you deserve better. You don't have to serve them... <laughs> underwear tea <laughs> to get them to fall in love with you there is someone out there that will love you for who you are so it's not even like worth the energy but i think it's super uh unethical mm. and uh, there's a lot of like oh a twin flame twin flame are they my twin flame uh, what's twin flame a twin flame is like a hot thing right now on social media where it's like you and another person are, like, destined to be together. Uh-huh. They are, like, your only person. Okay. And I just, I mean, full disclosure, or not full disclosure, but, like, I don't want to offend anyone. Do whatever you want. I don't care. This is just how I see the world. So, if you want to serve your underwear water to people, don't don't give it to me, but give it to anyone else. What would the Starbucks
1: <laughs> order be on that?
0: Oh, my gosh. Um... But anyway, I personally don't believe in twin flames. I feel like there's not just one person for you. There are like, what, seven, eight billion people in this Mm -hmm. world? If my significant other was in Mongolia, I would be screwed Mm because I'm never going to meet them, right? I feel like there are so many people. It's still rare, but... There's more than one person out there in the world that could be a long-term partner. That's what we call like a soulmate, right? It's Mm -hmm. like a very long-term partner, like the 50-year, 60-year commitments. I don't think it's just one single person on this earth. That would be very difficult. That would very much be a needle in a haystack situation. But it is very rare to have a beautiful partnership like that.
1: So does a love potion or underwater water, does that fall under the curse category?
0: No. I think that's just a spell, like a love spell. Okay. But again, I think they're super unethical. I refuse to do them. And instead, I'm like...
1: So our official stance in our household is no underwear water, correct?
0: No underwear water, (laughs) no love spells, no curses, Unless it's, like, an abuser, then, okay, I'll help you with that. But honestly, I would recommend more, like, they're not even worth that energy. But if it helps you, like, heal, yeah, I'll curse your abuser for you, because fuck that. But other than that, like, it's really not worth the energy. Um, It's more like, how can we help you heal? How can we help you see the beauty within yourself and, like, repair where you are at this point and manifest beautiful things without them like we don't need to spend another second on them unless that's part of your healing journey i fully respect that got it any questions for me yeah um what do you think about like you know, a lot of babies in Mexican culture, they have yeah. like the the red string, um, or like some ojo jewelry, and just like little things to sort of like keep the evil off of them. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? Do you think it's harmless?
1: So, okay, so two thoughts. First off, I think culture and tradition is beautiful, right? I think um, different cultures celebrate things in in, in beautiful and and in, and in inspiring ways. As far as the, um, you know, that specific with the babies, as long as it's not causing like physical harm or like, you know, they're exposing their baby to some sort of like chemical that might hurt them, thinking it could help them, um, I don't think there's any harm. And obviously, when you have a baby, you want the best for that child. So if you are manifesting love and care for your child by tying a string around them, I think that's OK. And I think that also kind of takes a step forward of like you're actually doing something tangible that's showing your commitment to the love for that child. Right. So, um, again, as long as it's not hurting them in any way or putting them in, in a situation where um, it could be uncomfortable for the child, then, then, yeah, I don't really think there's any harm uh, to it. I don't we don't have any children yet. But, uh, you know, if we do down the line. I There are certain traditions that I would probably follow, and there are certain ones that that I wouldn't. Um, But as far as, like, you know, protection or or if we have a close family member who says, like, you know, I want to do a prayer for your child or here's a little, like, string or bracelet or, um, you know, something like that, I'd be okay with it. Where it gets touchy is I've also heard... I think there's this, this thing where, like, if an eclipse is coming, you have a newborn, it's good to, like, quote, unquote, expose them to that. or hi- I, There's something to do with eclipses. And, like, as long as the baby's not staring straight into the sun, go for it. That's kind of my take on it. Oh,
0: my it. God. Speaking of eclipses, there is one coming up next month. Before that, though, there is going to be, uh, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, a full moon in Aries at six degrees Aries. I don't know why you would want to expose your baby to an eclipse. We, we could talk about eclipses <laughs> later as, yeah. as we get closer. Um, that sounds like a horrible idea for many reasons. But anyway, um, I think we're going to wrap it up now. Okay. But I mean, we could go on and on about all of these subjects. So if you still want to keep the conversation going, feel free to follow us on on social media so on Instagram at Jen Calotero um, you can find my email in the description if you would prefer to email me again we do have a full moon in Aries at 6 degrees if you have trouble finding that in your chart hit me up I can help you find it and I can also help you create a full moon plan if you want to know how to best take advantage of this lunation before we go into more chaotic eclipse time
1: and what is what are your socials for everybody
0: yeah all, my socials are Jen Calotero, Um, just how you're going to see in the description. Um, just follow that spelling. I only have one Instagram. So all of the freaking spam accounts, that's not me. If you see like a one or an underscore, just JenColotero, plain and simple. Awesome.
1: Well, I think that's all the time we have now. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening to us. And again, our next episode is going to be Tarot. So that, uh, tune in for that one.
0: All right. Thank you, everyone. Blessed be signing off.